0: Good evening baseball fans and welcome to episode 40 of sports talk with rags as tonight we have a special guest Uh, used to be the assistant coach at William & Mary and now he is the uh, head coach finishing up his first season of the Coast Guard Bears in New London Connecticut at the Coast Guard Academy Uh, head baseball coach Brian Casey Brian how you doing this evening.
1: Hey, Mark, how you doing? I'm, I'm great, and uh, thanks for having me on here. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on the show.
0: Oh, sure. No problem. I appreciate your time. I know, uh, let's see, a uh, little uh, two connections there with your uh, previous job. Uh, William & Mary, my brother, was at uh, William & Mary there for uh, Bill Harris and Jim Farr there in the early 90s before Palmieri Park was uh, was opened. and then. Uh, My dad uh, is a graduate of the Coast Guard Academy from a class of 72 and spent uh, 26 years in the Coast Guard. So uh, with uh, now your current job, uh, you know, glad to uh, promote Bears baseball.
1: No, I I appreciate. Yes. Small world with being the two schools that uh, we have a common bond for. I know uh, for your brother back in those days, not having Plumery Park, they played in the uh, with the football stadium there in the background, those are some of the glory days of, of tribe baseball from all the stories I've heard, so.
0: <laughs> yes, and the thing is, is uh, with Old Dominion's run here here recently and their last conference tournament wins were in the mid-90s uh, and Old Dominion was in the CAA. I had Ray's, Ray's bench coach, uh, Matt Quintrero, on, and he even talked about when uh, – Old Dominion came to uh, play William and Mary. They had to play off uh, Ironbound Road at Mid County Field because Zabel Stadium was being used for some uh, some track meet, and they were parking on the baseball field. <laughs> Just <laughs>
1: crazy. <laughs> yeah, the guys. Uh, the guys used to say they used to tailgate in the uh, outfield on Saturday afternoons, and then intersquad on Sunday mornings back then. So, right, multi-purpose
0: so- facility. <laughs> yes. So uh hey, so let's see. Let's uh let's start off with uh how you um how you got into got into college coaching. Sure, yeah. Um you know it's sort of a
1: family business, I guess, at this point. My my father's been the longtime head baseball coach at Tufts University up in Boston. Um he just finished his 39th season this past weekend. So um sort of grew up in the dugout. Um, you know, on a college campus, you know, all my uh, memories growing up were, were, you know, being at Tufts games, being the bat boy and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, great way to grow up, Um, you know, essentially as the, as the oldest brother kind of gave me a a setting where I had a bunch of older brothers that I was playing catch with and and all that kind of stuff every Saturday afternoon, we, every chance we got a chance to get up there. So, um, you know, it was actually funny. My old man never really pushed me into coaching. I think it was always something that I enjoyed uh, something that I wanted to do. Um, you know, I had a little bit of that coach's son kind of, you know, you know, piece to my game, I guess, you know, not necessarily the, the most talented guy out there, but tend to be in the right place at the right time and, and some of that kind of stuff and, and kind of thought the game a little bit and, you know, truth be told, I got a job in sports marketing for about three months after graduation. Um, after that, I, I kind of said, uh, this is not what I want to do. Um, a, a graduate assistant position opened up for me back at Tufts. So it gave me a chance to sort of go back to school, to coach, um, you know, get a master's degree while I was doing it, which, which is is an awesome um, program. You know, it's, it's a shame that some of these GA positions are actually washing up for young coaches to get into the game. Um, but after I was there for about a year, I got hooked and, um, I spent five years at William and Mary. Um, and then, I mean, I'm five years at Tufts. And then after that fifth year, I actually got hired as the pitching coach down at William Mary had spent, uh, almost nine seasons there and, you know, just finished my first season here as a head coach. So, um, that's sort of been the the coaching journey thus far.
0: Right, Right. So, uh, with your current position, it's the first, uh, first head coach, uh, job that you, uh that you have, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess as the uh, old adage goes, I finally fooled someone into giving me a chance. So <laughs> I fooled someone into hiring me finally. It took a while. So, but uh, no, very, very grateful for the opportunity. Um, Dr. Dan Rose, who's the athletic director here and the committee that was here, um, really enjoyed the process of going through that with them at the Coast Guard Academy. Felt like it was a place that had, you know, everything that I was looking for in terms of that first coaching stop as, as a head coach, get a chance to run my own program, um, you know, I checked all the boxes, you know, for me and my family. So it was it was sort of a a, a great spot and sort of a right time type situation.
0: Right. Yes. And uh, brings you back up for, with being from Boston uh, and uh, Coast Guard Academy, being in New London, brings you brings you back up to, to New England.
1: Yeah, as those uh, coaches with families know, uh, I didn't have to ask for anything special here to uh, from my wife to move back up to the northeast outside of the the colder winters um she's actually from the northeast originally too so it got a chance for us both to get back closer to family so that that was the easy sell uh for her to to kind of pick up and move back here um and all that kind of stuff so obviously they they are the ones that you need to convince sometimes so
0: right that's right so uh so hey so with having with getting a head coaching job at the at the academy i mean you uh an assistant at Tufts, an assistant at at William and Mary, and now and now you're uh, a head coach at one of the military academies. That it's pretty much uh, you know um, playing sports is is second there at uh, at a military academy, right?
1: Yeah, you know, obviously, I think we have perspective here. You know, our our cadets are here, and, and they're here for being a part of a bigger purpose and, and serving their country, and and uh, you know all that kind of stuff, which is awesome. You know, I think the great thing that about athletics at a search academy, it almost gives them a little bit of a break from that, um, you know, piece that they're preparing for, you know, and and using athletics as a means to develop leadership, to be part of a team. You know, there's a lot of crossover between the skills you learn of being part of a, a team sport that carries over well into the field that they're going to jump into and be leaders and, um, and signed officers in the Coast Guard when they graduate from here. So there's a lot of... Uh, parallels between that and being part of a college athletics team and I think the great thing about it is they get the chance to practice those skills while they're out playing a game you know and being a part of a being part of a team sort of a subculture of the Coast Guard itself being our baseball program so you know o- only one year into it and it was it was certainly a very different kind of season you know right. not a not a season that any of us want to get used to as the new normal but um, you know it's definitely got a chance to you know be with the guys on a daily basis, got a chance to practice a ton and, and get a chance to kind of install what we want to be as a program, what we want to be good at and what we want to work at. And um, the, the guys are absolutely tremendous, you know, and it's funny, a couple guys, you know, a couple colleagues, a couple people have asked me, you know, what's the, what's the biggest difference, you know, coaching at a service Academy versus a you know liberal arts school or, or you know, another um, collegiate program. And, you know, it's funny, I, I think, you know, our guys just have a ton of structure built into their daily, you know, life you know um what they're going to do when they wake up where they got to go some of that kind of stuff which is probably good for, for them and, and probably could be something that could be used across the board um but it's funny whenever we practice you know i tell them you know half hour into that practice it doesn't feel any different there than it's felt anywhere else i've been We got a bunch of guys that are having fun they're getting after it, there's some energy around practice they're, they're playing a game they're working at a craft and, and they're enjoying the opportunity to compete so you know, there really isn't anything, um, different, you know, once we get on the field and get rolling a little bit, I think our guys just lives outside of baseball, um, you know, are a little, are a little different in some ways and, and very similar in others. So, uh, but it was a great first year and excited kind of moving forward, uh, into year two.
0: Yes. And with, uh, you know, to piggyback on that, I saw that you guys played, played 10 games and had a, had a handful of games that were, uh, that were canceled due to uh, what the country and the region has been has been ex- experiencing here the here the last few uh, the last few few months here. So uh, tell the listeners out there um, how how this season went and what to uh, what to expect come uh, when your fall program starts.
1: Sure. Yeah, it was It was definitely a year unlike anything I've ever been a part of. You know, I think, you know, the the transition was there's just added, you know, safety measures and protocols put in place that, you know, we need to do to make sure that our kids were healthy when they took the field and they were interacting with kids from other universities and um, in a competitive environment, just make sure everybody was safe. You know, and I, I give a I give a ton of credit to our administration and a lot of the administrations in our conference uh, in our conference, because, you know, the, the the trend was we were trying to find ways to let our guys be on the field, trying to find ways to have them play as opposed to trying to find ways to, to shut it down. You know, they are we are extra testing protocols, which I know our guys, you know, hated at the start, but they got used to doing it because it gave them an opportunity to do something that they wanted to do. So, um, you know, unfortunately with that we tested, you know, um, two or three times a week um, to to make those weekend series happen. And, Unfortunately when there's any uh, one positive test that sort of you know canceled the whole weekend so we uh, we had a couple weekends where we had a change of the fly we had a couple weekends that were canceled outright um, but we were able to get 10 games in and um, you know playing in a very competitive baseball conference you know Wheaton who we lost to in our conference semifinals is actually just won the New England regional is headed to the College World Series this year to represent the conference in the region so um, and we played them in two, Really tight ball games in a conference playoff setting. So I think you know, sort of when we got to the end, it was compared to baseball and its conference play. It, it really almost felt normal once the game got going, outside of just some some cloth that was covering your face that you sort of had to get used to. But by that point, we had to figure it figured out. So, um, but yeah, it was it was a different year. Um, but you know, a lot of the game stuff was still the same. And once once guys got in that competitive arena, you know, all those outside factors didn't really matter. It was just two teams playing baseball. Um, you know albeit probably at a quieter facility than we're used to with with no fans or no spectators this year that the conference deemed was necessary um, to let us play but you know we got a chance to play got a chance to compete and and uh, you know now we're we're getting ready for year two which hopefully will be more of a return to what we're we're used to i know that all of our cadets have actually been vaccinated um, which is which is tremendous um so and all the incoming cadets are are planning to do that as well so um, you know hopefully we'll be back to normal fall practice season and, and, uh, team camaraderie and all that kind of stuff. And, um, not as many protocols that we need to space out or, or any of that kind of stuff so we can just get back to playing and let our guys experience, uh, the great, um, thing that is college athletics.
0: Yes. And with you getting the job in, uh, January, were you able to pick your own staff or were there some assistants that were pulled over from the previous staff? Yeah,
1: it was it was a whirlwind. You know, I, I don't think anybody, when they first you know decided that they want to get a head job, would like to take it with a month to go before the season starts or, or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. So, um, you know, COVID was almost a blessing in that sense that our our start time wasn't going to happen till March. So, thankfully, that was the case. But um, we had two holdovers from our previous staff, um, Eric Degree, who was in his third season with the program. Uh, he works with our outfielders and our catchers and helps out with our hitters. A uh, tremendous man. He's actually also coaches in the NECBL. A um, lot of baseball knowledge. He's sort of been around the block. He's been a high school coach. He's been a high school athletic director. He's coached at the collegiate level. So he sort of understands the game at a bunch of different levels. He's a really quality guy. This is my first opportunity having to coach with him, and we've got off to a tremendous start. I really like having him on staff. Um, Lieutenant Derek Petty, who went to the Coast Guard, who still currently serves um, in, the, in, the, uh, in the Coast Guard, was on the staff as a volunteer assistant, um, you know, sort during one of his tours that he was teaching on campus that allowed him to also coach while he was here. Um, just a, a, a tremendous resource and an outstanding person, um, you know, gave up a lot of his personal time to invest in this program. It had a lot to do with um, the hiring process to, to make baseball more of a priority uh, at the academy. So very thankful for him. We actually are not going to be having him any further he actually just got his another assignment so he's actually heading down to Galveston Texas to take over his own cutter so he's going to be uh the head of his own boat so um we wish him best of luck and I was actually able to hire um one member to the staff uh Jason Tower who I've known for 13 or 14 years at this point um you know we come from a similar coaching tree um known for a really long time a man that that I trust immensely and um, you know he's a he's a quality addition to our staff here. I'm glad that he was uh, jumping on with us sort of mid season um, in January to sort of complete our staff. So all of them are uh, tremendous assets to our program. They do a great job with our guys, um, and not just that they're really good coaches, but they're also really good people. And I enjoy uh, being around them on a daily basis. So
0: yeah, well that's that's good. And uh, any um, any for uh, next. Next season, is there uh, is there already uh, talks to have uh, Tufts on the Tufts baseball on the schedule?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going to have to happen at some point. I think that's a game that SIDs drool over for uh, for marketing purposes. Um, so we'll have to get on the schedule at some point. Um, we're we're in the process of building our schedule. A lot of it has to do with lining our conferences up um, and our conference schedule. You know, the NESCAC, uh, typically plays weekend series and midweek non-conference um, our conference um, just based off the localities of our school we actually play some of our midweek games against conference opponents so it's trying to line up with you know spring breaks and, and a shorter season up here in terms of being more condensed so we got to find a mutual um, date that works to to get the jumbos and bears uh, on the field so um you know that will definitely happen at some point. If not in
0: 22, then we'll try to shoot for 23. Okay. okay. Yeah. And and I know with uh, I know with spring break. You know, I remember uh, in the late 80s, the Coast Guard Academy uh, baseball team would come here to uh, uh, Portsmouth and and play play the alumni, and then play play Christopher Newport or Virginia Wesleyan. You know. Um, you know, it'd be be nice for uh, you know spring break next year. You know, everything to be open because because you never never know about those uh, New England springs. You know, you might uh, might need to come uh, come south there for uh, spring break to play some games
1: no no doubt about it
0: you know we we typically start off our season
1: that first week in march so uh it's a little little cold up here it can be up here at least field conditions wise and whatnot be a little bit more unpredictable so um typically the the program does take a southern trip um you know we're sort of evaluating all pieces of the program at this point to see what's best for us i know that the program has a tradition uh lately of making a a trip down to florida to one of those complexes to play a bunch of games in, in a short period of time and and all that kind of stuff. So we're, we're weighing our options, I guess. I know that we got a, a really big, you know, a, you know, Coast Guard as well as other service Academy presence in that region of the country. So obviously it makes a ton of sense to try to get down there and, you know, be around either alums or, or other high school, you know, um, student athletes that may be interested in, in heading the Academy route and be interested in the Coast Guard. So you get a chance to get in front of them and make it easier for them to come to a game or something like that. And I know we do something similar with our alums, in the Florida area when we have our trips down there, so yeah, certainly want to make sure we get around a little bit as best we can to, to get in front of our fans and our alums all over the country. Definitely, definitely a challenge being a Connecticut school and having a, a, a you know national alumni base. So,
0: right, yeah, yeah. And, uh, let's see, and I know with the uh, with the weather. I mean, I mean, even even here in Virginia with uh, college baseball, as as you know with. Uh, being being at William and Mary the last few years. I mean, um, you know, starting starting in February here in the here in the Mid Atlantic region. I mean, sometimes the weather the weather doesn't uh doesn't cooperate even even pre pre COVID, you know, when everything <laughs> was uh <laughs> I know. I used
1: to. Uh, I used to give those Southern guys a hard time. You know, one thing I couldn't do is I couldn't be a, a coach from Massachusetts I'd go down in Virginia and and uh, show that I was cold when it was in the 40s. You know, so I actually kind of used it as a as a bragging point to uh, bust their chops a little bit. I'd I'd run around practice in a short sleeve shirt while they were wearing, you know, sweatshirts. And if I was cold, I wasn't going to let them know that I was cold. So. Uh, so I'm, I'm thankful after just one season here that my blood didn't thin out too much. So we, we made it through the March weather up here, but uh, yeah, the weather can be a little bit unpredictable at that time of year for us, just like it is down there in the, in the early weeks of the division one schedule. So.
0: Yeah. And I know one of your, uh, one of your players, uh, Ryan, Ryan Lindemuth, I know that, uh, know that his, his granddad and, and my dad uh, served together in the, and the coast guard. Uh, so it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, a small world there through, uh, there through baseball and the, um, uh, and, and the, uh, service branch of, uh, the coast guard.
1: Yeah. It's, it's funny how the world works. Sometimes the, the baseball community is very tight in it. it's, it's, it's a, it's a close network, you know, network of coaches, network of players. And Ryan's one of the good ones. He was, uh, he was there in our first two years, um, at William Mary in, in 13 and 14. And, and part of two really, really good baseball teams, and he was a really good player. He's a captain of both those teams, and um, you know, Ryan's a tremendous kid, and, and uh, really one of the kind of pillars that we got kind of got that program rolling again uh, early on down there was because of guys like him. He's a he's a tremendous tremendous person,
0: right? And I know with uh, with me working at the working at Norfolk Naval Shipyard, I was uh, working um, out of town. They're at a Navy base there in uh, Charleston there in 2014 and you guys were uh, you guys were having a series against college College of Charleston and uh, the Friday night game was like uh, 23 24 innings it was like the longest college game that I've uh, seen in person <laughs> it was uh
1: it was a long one it was a long one. yeah yeah <laughs> and that, uh... There was a lot on the line in that game, too. It was sort of us and them, and, and uh, you know, we sort of needed one win to, to clinch the regular season championship, which hadn't been done at William Marion Mary in quite a bit. Um, so it was sort of a big weekend for both of us. And, you know, I just remember we, uh, we played that game, and I think it was, you know, yeah, 23, 24, 26, anything like that. And I remember looking over at, at Murph, and at that point, you know, our starter went eight innings. You know, we had two relievers that both went like five-plus, And I just remember looking over him and I just say, like we're into the 10th or 11th at bat of these guys and say, Hey man, I think we run out of ways to get these guys out. I think it's time we score a couple. (laughs) So, um, and we, and we end up scoring a run. And then next thing you know, they come back and tie it again. And and we, we extend it from there. And, um, they actually end up beating us in that game. And, you know, I think one of the turning points for, for the program and sort of what we were trying to do there was the next day we had to play a a doubleheader, you know, and, um, we showed up to the ballpark at 9 to hit just like we would any other Saturday. It didn't matter. We played, you know, 24, 25 innings the night before, and Charleston decided they weren't going to take BP, and we jumped them in game one and beat them, and that was the, that was the clincher. So, um, And those guys, you know, ran around the field and did what they did just like it was any other game. I thought that kind of to lose, you know, an historic game like that and be able to bounce back the next day like nothing happened. It was a new day, which you need to do in baseball – Um, was tremendous and that's why that team was special and um, why they finished the the season as regular season champs so but
0: yeah the fans were were looking at me because I (laughs) I came back to to the next game's uh double header and you know 92 to 95 when when my brother uh played for William and Mary I mean they were they were just happy in 95 to win the first uh CAA tournament game and here and here in 2014 you guys were uh you guys were playing for a regular season title, so I was telling some of the William Mary fans, "Hey, uh, you know, I remember when uh, the baseball program was just in the beginning, there in the there in the early '90s, and and here with uh, you guys playing for a regular season title, and you know, uh, you know, building building what the uh, what the program's become. It was it was uh, it was neat." Yeah, so. we,
1: we, we we were we were fortunate. We had some really good players that first year, um, and guys that that bought in, and and that's probably the biggest thing is just sort of having a bunch of guys just try and do the same thing and play winning baseball, and and we had that. So, um, but yeah, I give anybody credit that was able to stick around for that first game and bounce back the next day. That's pretty good bounceability right there.
0: Right, right, yeah. With uh, being a Western Branch alum, you know, a uh, few few years between us but I know that uh, Nick Thompson was a graduate uh, transfer there for uh, there for you guys and uh, definitely had a great season yeah Nick was a
1: kind of kind of a uh, you know a great hitter and we had a good team coming back and sort of getting him almost in that grad transfer this is before the portal and all the stuff that's happening now but getting him as a grad transfer, you know, that was sort of like just dropping, you know, an all American caliber hitter right to the middle of our lineup. I mean, he, he led the end to the that year, I think in runs scored per game. Um, right. And just was right in the middle of a, a tremendous lineup. It certainly as the pitching coach. I liked seeing that lineup because it made us feel like our job was a little bit easier that day. Those guys were tremendous.
0: Right. And so, uh, so Brian, as we, as we wrap up, I know that, uh, you just came to New London there in January and with and with COVID, you know, this uh, this season was a little bit a uh, little bit different. But what uh, what are the plans here for the here for the off season here for uh, for Bears baseball or, uh, you know, for uh, for recruiting, you know, for the for the next couple of years?
1: Yeah, that's sort of the next thing on the docket here is uh, we're getting ready to hit the road as a staff. You know, I actually got my first trip coming up uh, at the end of this week. And and our staff will sort of get around the country to make sure we make ourselves accessible to see, you know, um, potential student athletes from all over the country. So that's sort of the the big summer assignment as we prepare for our guys to come back um, for the fall. So. Um, a little bit different as a Service Academy versus some other places that, you know, a lot of our incoming guys will actually be on campus at the end of this month to start their swab summer, um, their introductory right. summer. Um, we got a bunch of guys, upperclassmen, that are going to be on campus as part of their training regiment. Um, and we got a bunch of guys that are um, out on assignment at various boats or stations kind of across the country. So it's a it's a really cool experience. You get a real, you know, practical, hands-on learning experience when, when you're part of a Service Academy. and and all that kind of stuff and, and the great opportunities that this place provides. So while those guys are all off doing their thing, our staff's going to try to get out there and, you know, get a head start in these 22s and, and see as many kids as we can this summer to, to get on campus and recruit here and, and bring in next summer. So it's just a constant cycle
0: every year. Yes. And, uh, Hey, appreciate, appreciate your time. And I know with, uh, my dad being, uh, a graduate of the, of the Academy, he was definitely, uh, promoting promoting this this episode with his uh with his class class page and in the fall of 22 it's uh it's their uh their 50th 50th reunion up there in uh in new london
1: that's awesome hopefully we can have all those guys back to, to campus this fall for for a big 50th anniversary event i know uh you know, after this past year, I'm sure there's a lot of people eager to get back on campus and, and get around some of the people they haven't seen in quite some time. So look forward to, uh, meeting a lot of them for the first time in person. So I'm looking forward to it. Well,
0: all right, Brian. Well, Hey, uh, anything to, uh, close out, you know, for any, uh, listener out there that's, uh, has a, has an interest to serve in the Coast Guard and also, uh, also play baseball uh any uh any final thoughts
1: no well mark thank you very much for this opportunity i really appreciate the uh chance to jump on with you here um and, and be a guest I really do and uh yeah you know keep us in the loop let us know where you're going to be this summer we're going to be on the road so shoot us an email get in touch with us and you know we look forward to get on the road and and seeing
0: guys play all over the country this summer so go bears yeah all right well hey i know with uh growing up Growing up as a Coast Guard, Coast Guard dependent, you know, definitely uh, followed all the all the academy athletics, and uh, definitely uh, be uh, be promoting their uh, Bears baseball.
1: I appreciate it.
0: So, all right, everybody. So that's uh, that's a wrap here of uh, tonight's tonight's episode as we uh, listened here to head baseball coach uh, at the Coast Guard Academy. Uh, and Brian Casey, as uh, he talked about uh, this past season and what is the way forward for Bears baseball. All right, good night.